This is the Smarts and Stripes Podcast. We cover every bump, every spot, and chat with all the talent around the world of wrestling. Here's your host, Bill Matz, former WWE referee Kevin Keenan, and Eric Golden. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special episode of Smarts and Stripes. We are joined today by not one, but two Impact stars. We have... Well, former Impact Champion, Johnny Impact. Son of a bitch. And Impact Knockouts Champion, Taya Valkyrie. How are you guys doing today? Good. Doing Uh, good. You're coming off off Rebellion this past Sunday in Toronto. Uh, Taya, successful title defense. Yes, thank you. Congratulations on that one. Thank you. Thank you very much. Johnny. John, John, what happened there, John? Okay, so I I got me some tasty cakes. (laughs) I recently lost 10 pounds of gold, and I'm trying to bulk back up, if you know what I mean. It's bulking season. Absolutely. It's always bulking season. But now you're here in Philadelphia, a big uh, couple of days of TV tapings at the 2300 (laughs) in uh, the old ECW arena. What does it mean to be in Philadelphia? Like, what, what does Philadelphia mean to the wrestling business? Aside from cheesesteaks and tasty cakes. Um, <laughs> Carbs, I'd say all the cars. Philadelphia for sure is known for ECW. And um, we're, we're going to the 2300 Arena, like you said, formerly known as the ECW Arena. And um, on the Impact roster now we have... Tommy Dreamer, yeah. the uh, the man who started it all, and um, it's a it's a real honor to uh, to be here to be on a show with uh, with Tommy Dreamer and also Rob Van Dam. I mean, the two of them are going to be wrestling at the ECW Arena, which has got to be crazy. like deja vu for those guys, right? Yeah. To think of all like the the, the, the crazy tables and tacks and things, yeah, the past experiences, the things they remember, had. what they don't remember, you know, yeah. all coming together. <laughs> I've done a little bit more of the second, uh, not remember. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, that uh, okay. that arena is so special to all of us here in Philadelphia. I remember going to countless CCW shows. It's like an iconic arena for the athletes, for you guys to come in and perform at. Is it just as special to you guys as it is to us? One hundred percent, absolutely. And um, I know it's been uh, it's been refurbished. It's not uh, it's not exactly uh, how not it was in the nineties in the past. Well, I mean, not as fun in some ways, but at least now They've there's cleaned like up a little bit of the grit and stuff. And like, <laughs> probably won't it looks not, anything now. It looks nothing oh, like I remember hopefully, it. It's still hopefully, wrestling. Not. Yeah. hopefully not. <laughs> at least they mopped up Sandman's blood and stuff from the. And they keep redoing it. It looks nothing from what I can even remember of it. Um, but uh, and hopefully they have like you know toilets and plumbing and stuff. <laughs> I think it's, I think all right. that's keep there now. <laughs> on that one, but yeah, May second yeah. and third. It is uh, Friday and Saturday this week. Tickets available at ImpactWrestling.com. It's going to be a great couple of days, like you said. RVD's there, uh, Cage, U two. It's going to be a really fun show. Tommy Dreamer coming back to Philly. Uh, but Taya, I just have to ask you for a second because, like I said, successful title defense. But you've also wrestled Cage before in Lucha Underground. Mm-hmm. Couldn't you have given Johnny some pointers? You know, I tried. I tried in between him eating them taste of cakes, but uh, <laughs> you know, maybe he had to figure it out for on his own. You know, I, but I mean, honest. In all honesty, uh, John and Cage have many years of history from Lucha Underground to Lucha Libre AAA um, and beyond, and now here on Impact. So um, I was really excited to see what they could do together, and unfortunately, this time, John. Just I've been beating Cage time after time. <laughs> <laughs> so many rematches. Listen, How many rematches but, does guy get? But, 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 but because of what happened this past Sunday, John, I think, is in the position to be the number one contender and get another opportunity at that championship, and hopefully we get a rematch between the two of them very soon. I'm looking forward to that, absolutely. I'll, yeah. s- I'll watch another one of those any day. But, Ty, I wanted to ask you about the state of women's wrestling, because there's this, you know, in another promotion, supposed women's revolution going on, mm-hmm. but Impact has always kind of been a place where the women have a, uh, 
have a place on the roster. I've always been working great matches. Where do you see women's wrestling headed? Uh, like I said, you wrestled Cage and Lucha Underground. Intergender matches, is that a thing that you think is going to become more regular? Uh, absolutely. I mean, I think that we have come extremely far over the last few years, especially in the last, like, I want to say, like, three to four years from where we were. John, put down the cage. John, are you hungry, John? You asked Ty a question. I got got a tasty cake break. (laughs) Not even listening to me. um, No, it's come so far, especially in the last few years. Um, I, too, agree with you that Impact, TNA Impact, has always been ahead of the curve, giving their women knockouts um, the opportunity to have longer matches and street fights and cage matches and all sorts of crazy things, as in having women's tag titles before uh, the other company has them now. Um, Let me so- ask you a question. What do you think is more difficult, a steel cage match or a Brian cage match? <laughs> They're both, they, both have, they both have their issues. Those Brian cage matches hurt more, I'll tell you that. <laughs> but um, I'm just excited to be part of, of what is happening now. I think that intergender wrestling... Um, as far as, especially for me, who comes from an, a very long time of working in Lucha Libre, intergender wrestling has been part of Lucha Libre for, for, you know, since the beginning of time, hundreds of years. Um, so it's nothing new to me. But I'm very, it's very cool to now be part of it and bringing it to a wider audience and uh, seeing people react negatively and positively um, to what that is. That's because, as a, just as a pure fan, the... F- Right off, I'm, what is this, Andy Kaufman, intergender, and then I watch you wrestle Brian Cage. Yo, this is wildly entertaining. Just another part of the business that I would like to see expanded Yeah, this on. is sports entertainment, and I think when something is done properly, how, it, for example, how it was done on Lucha Underground, and how it's been done in Lucha Libre, and how now we're seeing it come into Impact Wrestling, um, it, it works, and it makes sense, and uh, I'm really happy to be part of it and to see what we can do moving forward, and if Brian Cage has the <clears throat> balls to face me one day, <laughs> maybe we'll see it again in the Impact Zone. Oh. <laughs> there it was. A lot of cage talk. I want to keep it going, just circling back to your rebellion match. Uh, it's reported that Brian got hurt in the match. And on the show, I like to try to get a little bit of little bit of inside, uh, given your history, given your experience. I think everyone listening remembers famous ladder match with Joey Mercury, shatters his face on a ladder. How do you like how do you react? What changes in a match? How how does it go uh, once someone has an injury? So um, I think you're referring to a, a Spanish fly where I, I hurt Brian's back, and um, it's it's not something that I, that I expected. Um, so I had to alter my match strategy, um, and I, I got a, a, I guess a few things that I regret. I wish I had like capitalized on that back injury more, um, and, and maybe things would have worked out differently for me. But um, the first thing that goes through your head when um, something unexpected happens is, um, regardless of a you know whether or not you like your opponent you are we're all brothers in this business of professional wrestling and um seeing someone get injured um especially when you don't beat them for the title is uh the the last thing that uh, that you want to have happen yeah that's it's uh, i think people really we see it so seamlessly so often i think people really take for granted how easily something can just Go at like just unexpected happens, and I just wanted to get a little bit inside your head on that. I want to switch gears real quick for a second. Now, we just mentioned Eminem a couple of seconds ago, and John, I don't know if you and I have ever really talked about this. Um, for my money, Eminem was my, was my favorite tag team. I, I really think they had it all. I think you guys had the total package, the glitz and glamour, the pomp and circumstance. You at that time, a young guy in the business, a baby, you're <laughs> of course, yep, and then of course, your, your partner. A veteran at that time, but still a young man, uh, young man in general. Uh, in your opinion, could Eminem have worked with anybody else other than Joey by your side? 
No, and um, I, I, I think uh, Joey was a. Uh, I mean, I, I've said this on the record a, a bunch of times. I think the perfect person for Johnny Nitro to tag with because it's it's rare that you team with somebody who's your same age, but is also like a when you're well, like twenty four. Joey and I are the same age, but he's also a ten year vet. He was. Yeah, he had a lot of miles that, on him by that point. Yeah, his bump card was pretty punched up. But um, <laughs> but a lot of people have uh, punched up bump cards. But in addition to that, Joey's got one of the the brightest uh, minds in a that I've ever come across in this, the business of wrestling. How he explained psychology, how he understood tag team wrestling, really gave me a jump start on how I looked at the business and how I understood things. So um, I mean, maybe Joey could have made it work with someone else. But um, I, I could not have through the through the past of the independence and after WWE and stuff like that. Has Eminem ever reunited? Um, you know, not too long ago, uh, Joey and I took on a team called the Reno Scum sure. for uh, for APW up in San Francisco, and uh, it was a pretty awesome night. It didn't feel like we'd missed a beat. We we ran a lot of the old Eminem offense, mm-hmm. and um, Luster and uh, Adam Thorstone, um, both uh, talented dudes in a. That's that's a match that's worth looking up. It was uh it was really cool to be back uh, tagging up with Joey. Is that like riding a bike? Like you go back to the M&M offense all of a sudden and you're right back in it or is it did you have to go over it? Like how do you get back in that mindset after being separate for so long? You know, um in in this case it did feel like riding a bike because it felt like we picked up where we left off and um oftentimes uh, it doesn't because um, I've been in the ring sometimes with people that I might have had a lot of chemistry with previously and then due to changing circumstances you get back in the ring and, and something's different but in uh, the case of, uh, of Joey Mercury and Johnny Nitro like peanut butter and Johnny you know what I mean <laughs> Hollywood and Vine of course we're Lord talking Hardy. with Impact Wrestling stars Johnny Impact and Road Ty of Valkyrie don't forget Impact Wrestling Live the 2300 Arena guys two huge TV tapings Friday and Saturday May 2nd and 3rd head on over to ImpactWrestling.com for tickets I'm going to circle oh. back again to Rebellion because Lance can I Stewart, Can I make oh, a little correction absolutely. here? Absolutely. It's, it's May 3rd and 4th. May 3rd and 4th. See, we don't know what time you just kick him every time he gets something it's, wrong. Today is, today is May 2nd. 2nd. May 2nd. So yeah. that makes sense that it wouldn't be right now. It yeah. wouldn't no. be right now. You so guys tomorrow and here. Saturday, folks. Yeah, Friday, See Saturday. There. And to Turtle's point, wouldn't be the first super <laughs> kick I've taken. <laughs> Circling back to your match on Sunday, Johnny, uh, Lance Storm, special guest referee. Same Lance Storm that trained you. What a jamoke. <laughs> Same Lance Storm that trained you at, uh, at OVW. What was your experience like with Lance back then? I've also gone on the record and said this a number of times. Lance Storm, for my money, is one of the best trainers in the business. And... Um, at, when I was at OVW at the time, he was the trainer that I, I felt like I learned almost the most from. A lot of the things that he taught were specifically what you need when you're developing your skills as a professional wrestler. Um, I was so dedicated at the time. I was going to the gym after practice. My my physical and strength training um, and conditioning was was on me. And that's the way Lance saw it too. So a lot of times... There's some trainers in developmental that are making you do a thousand squats or you're hitting the ropes or you're taking 200 bumps a day. And um, that just wasn't what I felt I needed. And Lance, the specificity of what he taught. Um, Great word. As a right? Specificity. Oh, is a thesaurus. Good one. <laughs> Johnny Impact. Johnny Thesaurus. The, uh, <laughs> like everyone, everyone learns like, you know, front, back, back, front bump, back bump um, moves and stuff. But Lance would dissect it even further. And what do you do if you're 
halfway up and someone's coming at you, you have to think of a way to take a modified bump. And he would talk about that stuff. He would talk about the differences of selling. One uh, one thing that I learned from Lance that I use frequently is um, the idea of uh, selling like as a baby face, you've just been burnt by water. Because sometimes you get hit in the face and you get knocked down. But sometimes you get hit and uh, as a baby face, it pisses you off more, mm-hmm. more so than knocks you out. And um, the way that he articulated the differences – in um, when and why um, selling like mattered and how to how to choose when and where to do things, I thought really resonated with me. Sticking in OVW for a second, Kev. I know you were there, but mm-hmm. clearly I you know don't know dates because I don't know what today is. Right. Uh, <laughs> guys, I don't know what today is. Yeah. Did you guys cross over at all in OVW? We did not. Uh, John was already on the roster as Eminem by the time I got signed. Lance was already gone. Lance was gone. Okay. Uh, I came in under Al Snow. So to give a bit of a time period, I came into OVW right on the tail end of CM Punk okay. going to ECW. John, I just have to, like, everyone, every wrestling fan wants to know a little bit more about Lance Storm. Is there one thing that'll just... Oh, I never would have thought that about Lance. Like, is there one thing Let you me, could tell he me? He trained me, too, you know, guys. Yeah, gonna, Come on. I was throw that out there. Here's, here's something that's a little known. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so Taya started training in uh, in Mexico. That's what she's known for by, by most people. But before that, she started training at Lance Storm's school and um, was there for about a year before being signed by WWE, having the contract taken away and going to Mexico. So you might have some light to shed on this Lance Storm subject. A Lance Storm story, perhaps? Oh, well, Lance Storm, like, I mean, I just think of him forever and ever as kind of my wrestling dad because I don't come from a wrestling family. Nobody, when everyone in my family thought I was an absolute nut job when I decided (laughs) that I was going to go from being a ballerina and a fitness model to to be a professional wrestler. So he was definitely there just to, uh, he's just so supportive of of his students that come in and out of his school and... His school runs on three month kind of blocks, and and I think that doesn't doesn't matter if you're there for three months. It doesn't matter if you're there all you know for a year and you continue to do indies in in the Calgary area. He's always there for you. And there were so many times when I was in Mexico that I mean, it, he was just a phone call away, and he's always there no matter what. And it's really cool now to kind of have him present uh, at Impact again because it's like, oh my god, it's like my dad's back. You know, <laughs> I got a little Lance Storm tidbit for you there, oh, Bill. Absolutely. You know, Lance Storm loves, and I mean loves, Cracker Barrel. <laughs> Cracker bag. Loves. At one point before smartphones were a thing, would keep a map in his bag so whatever town he was in, he could find a Cracker Barrel. That's inc- that's absolutely exactly what I'm looking for. Cracker Barrel and Double Doubles. So <laughs> that's, that's Lance Storm. Here's a bonus question for Keenan. What do you got? How does Lance Storm order his eggs at Cracker Barrel? Um... You better know this if you had that cracker. Burger. No, I remember. I remember what I remember. The meal he likes. I don't forget. It was the, his, his favorite meal. Was the Uncle Herschel's favorite at Cracker Barrel. But I forget how he likes the eggs. He always orders his eggs as dry as humanly possible. <laughs> 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 kind of like him. Not surprised. Yeah. Not surprised. Because <laughs> he's always watching his diet. He doesn't want those things soaked in grease. You got to be in character twenty four seven. That wasn't character. That is real life. <laughs> real that's how, he, that's how life. Lance Storm likes his eggs. So we, you talked a little earlier about uh, RVD. Uh, coming back to Impact. Uh, it's been a long time. RVD has been around forever, and he is still uh, the man. Like, I want to go see him. I absolutely want to go see RVD. What is it, like, what, 25 years later, that keeps people coming back to see RVD? I mean, it's, uh, 
and and like you, I remember growing up watching RVD before I even got into the business. And a lot of what I watched and loved from RVD happened in Philadelphia at the ECW arena. When I when I started training, he was uh, one of the guys that I looked up to inside and out of the ring. I, I met him backstage in San Diego at Tough Enough in 2002, and he was the one of the only people that um, I felt was really authentic with the advice he gave to people as we were passing by. And he kind of just said like, Hey, this business takes a lot on like, Hey, this business takes a big toll on everybody. Like if you ever get burned out and you want to talk to someone with a different opinion or an honest opinion about this, <laughs> come find me. <laughs> and, um, That's a spot on RVD. Opinion. I don't know about spot on, but, uh, pretty but he good, meant it. Good. Like he, like, uh, it was like a, Hey man, like, uh, if you need a friend, like, um, come talk to me and I'll be there for you. It was what it felt like he was saying to me. And, um, and he meant it as opposed to a lot of the other people backstage, especially in front of a like a crew because it's a reality show. Yeah. Who were just like, hey, congratulations. Welcome to SmackDown. <laughs> Good luck. Train hard at OVW. You know, like uh, he's he's always felt like a like, like a no bullshit guy. You know, he uh, he's got a lot of passion for this business, but um, he's not fake about how difficult it is and how sometimes your motivation can wane can wane. But um, why is it that he's still here and um? I still like watching him. You still want to see him. I think he's one of a few very special people in this business. People like RVD and Rey Mysterio that um, can just stay in the business and connect and um, bring me back to uh, the times when I was a kid watching him. And and still, I feel like that there's been a couple of times when I've been in the ring and his music's hit and... um, you're standing there listening to RVD's music and you almost forget that I'm about to wrestle him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, like marking out for Rob um, while I'm standing in the ring. And uh, why that is, is hard to articulate. I think that's why a lot of people call that the it factor. Yeah, and I do think, like you're saying, he's one of the most real people. That does absolutely come through the television screen. Like, I'm watching that guy. Yeah. I actually did a, a John Morrison-Rob Van Dam match in Rahway, New Jersey, a few years back for PWS, I will throw some pictures up on our Twitter account at Smarks and Stripes. Oh, that'd be absolutely of that of that match. But I do want to switch gears for one second. You guys were at Citizens Bank Park yesterday. Oh yeah, hanging, oh, yeah. hanging out with Bryce Harper and what did you guys? We're best th- friends now. Come on. What did you guys think of uh, no, Philadelphia's and Andrew, Andrew McCutcheon? <laughs> Three hundred and thirty million dollar guy. He, he said that you guys were friends, <laughs> but that we're, we're better it. friends. He mentioned yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I he, told him to mention it. Oh yeah, he did. He did. When you see, but he said now that he now that he met us that we're. We're in the, the inner circle. Okay, cool, 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 cool. I was pitching him on Boone, too. I was going to call it Bryson Boone. Uh, I don't know. As, he's probably thinking about it. I bet he's excited. 13 years after his playing career is done? Yeah, yeah. Or, no, you know, it is an offseason. True, true. What type, of, what type of role would you have for him? Sidekick? No, no. He could be like a, like a rival bounty hunter, like a bounty hunter with a baseball bat, just smashing things. <laughs> now, did you guys, did you have some type of incident with the Philly Fanatic? Oh, uh, yeah. The fanatic thinks he's like, thinks his uh, his little mascot suit doesn't stink. <laughs> Let me tell you what, it does. Um, so I challenged him to a little dance off. He didn't want to be embarrassed. Um, Ron got upset because you know the fans. Yeah. They like their hometown hero. Well, that fanatic guy is like pandering. Like he's a great ass kisser. That fanatic. Let me tell you what. <laughs> oh, no one gets he's like the, no one gets shaking his belly for quarters and stuff. I mean, I, I tell you what. If I if I ever see that fanatic again, I'm gonna take his fanatic ass to Slam Town so hard he's gonna miss the rest of the home games. Well, it's obvious. It's you obvious you got your jacket back. You. <laughs> oh yeah, please please yeah, tell he him. He did look. He did. Got his jacket back. I got, back. I got the jacket after back. After all, after all, yeah. For the both of you, just your thoughts on the state of the wrestling business overall. Obviously, there's another company that may or may not be starting soon. I keep hearing rumors, but who the hell knows? 
you guys at Impact, which is becoming much and much more entertaining than I've ever even realized. I think it's and just, a third company, obviously, out there too. Can it all survive? Yeah, I think that it's a very crazy, unbelievable time to be in professional wrestling, not only as a wrestler but also as a fan, because there are so many different ways of seeing people perform and seeing people perform on all different platforms, be it um, indie streaming and, and you know these fight apps to to stuff internationally and, and everywhere. So, I mean. It's just, I don't know, like it's, it's right now there's an opportunity for a lot of people to make a lot of money. There's an opportunity for a lot of people to get, have jobs. There's an opportunity for a lot of people to shine that maybe couldn't have done it before when there was only one specific place to do so. And I feel like impact has changed and evolved so much and we're bringing such a different type of product to the wrestling world that, you know, there is something for everybody, honestly. I'm curious. My girlfriend is now becoming a wrestling fan. I started her with the big company, just because that's what I typically watch. Mm-hmm. But I also watch Impact on pretty much a regular basis. Why should she choose Impact? What, what Sell her on Impact for me. Ooh. Is she a fan of Survivor? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I know of, but mm. I might show her your season. Okay. I think that Impact right now has is influenced by so many different styles and so many different types of characters and people. We have people wrestling on our show that are from all different walks of life, all different paths of coming from different companies and, and coming from different countries and speaking different languages and combining these styles that before were ne- you'd never see before. If you wanted to see Lucha Libre, you specifically had to go and see it, you know, from a Mexican standpoint, Mexican company. But now you can see it, you know, in impact as well as Japanese style and American style, Canadian style, if you want to go that far. Um, but there's influences from everywhere. And I think that all these different people that come from different paths bring something different. And we're also allowed to be creative and different. For example, every single one of the knockouts is completely different. There is not cookie cutter version, you know, three versions of version A. Every single one of us, there is someone on that roster for every single person that watches professional wrestling. You may don't have to like all of us, but there is someone there that you'll fall in love with. I think the creative control that the talent has at Impact is is the key to convincing your girlfriend to watch it. So um, the uh, the idea, this is my feeling when I'm at Impact. We are a very hardworking, collaborative, small group of people, and because of that. You have to be passionate and there's there's less production or the talent is less produced. Getting the talent there and getting out of the talent's way is what has made Impact successful. So if you want to feel the most raw wrestling without filters, without being overproduced, and you want to feel the emotion from the talent, Impact is where it's at because we are us on TV. That's what you see. Mm-hmm. There's no smoke and mirrors. There's no machine behind us. You're getting the most raw wrestling on Impact. Hallelujah. I've never seen, <laughs> I mean this in the greatest way. I've never seen a death scene on Impact or anywhere in my life, and it was one of the greatest, most shocking, awe-inspiring things ever, and it was pretty awesome to see for sure. Hell yeah. We are joined by Johnny Impact and Ty Valkyrie of Impact Wrestling. Guys, don't forget the all-new Impact Plus brand-new streaming service, uh, over on impactwrestling.com. Uh, John and Talia both, what does a streaming service like Impact uh, Impact Plus rather do for the brand overall of Impact Wrestling? You'll want to ask Johnny Impact about Impact Wrestling's Impact Plus app. <laughs> um, you know, I think uh, I think what we're doing is we've uh, we've updated the GWN app where you could formerly watch Impact, and um, it's expanded. It's uh, more accessible, and um, now we've got a library of um, all this former Impact content available at your fingertips. And I think that streaming is 
so important. 100%. We, we all because, say the same thing. Because honestly, there's so many. I, I don't watch regular television, let's be honest. I'm always traveling really and working do. and like real life, right? So you have to be able to watch stuff when you have time. And this is definitely the place to do it. And you'll be able to watch all the impact that you want. Well, it would be the easiest way for me to show her, the, my girlfriend, the both of you. I, I want to see your history in impact. There it things is. like that. Yeah. I can only show her if you're on once a week, for example. I can only show her one match yeah. and be done. And that's now why I can technology show her is all just, of your matches or you know, as many as they have on there. Yeah, you want to binge great. on Tasty Cakes? You come to 94WIP. <laughs> <laughs> want to binge on Impact? Ooh, you go to the Impact Plus app. Absolutely, <laughs> uh, John. Given your very you know aerial style and obvious athletic background, more of a risk taker, and obviously still competing at a very high level, uh, what do you pinpoint? other than Tasty Cakes, as uh, your key to longevity? Halo Top ice cream. Yeah, Halo Top. <laughs> oh, man. It's like protein ice cream. It's good for you. It's good for your dog. Um, I, I really think I'd, I'd, I'd amount that to my training regimen, which I, is a, I do a, a functional training regimen. Insane. And it's insane. I feel like um, it kind of has evolved from a, since the time I was on the road with WWE. It's a strength plus plyo plus injury prevention, plus balance, stability, coordination, training. And um, wrestling is uh, its impossible to not get hurt. And uh, it's, there's a lot of risk management and injury prevention that, uh, that goes into having a, a long career. But um, I would uh, say, aside from the tasty cakes, I usually eat relatively clean. The, the diet and the training is, um, has been the key to this longevity. All right, big question here for you, John. I'm going to put you on the spot. Yes, no no, okay, no ask, pressure here at all. Okay, ask the question. How's it working with your significant other in this business? Oh, man. Can't imagine <laughs> her having a better partner, huh? <laughs> How lucky she must be. Um, but legitimately, pro, uh, pro wrestling is, is a tough business, and it's, it's all-consuming. And because Ty and I work together, it's uh, – I mean, I, I can't imagine not now being on the road with my favorite human because we get to travel the road – and um, create memories and experience life together in a way that wouldn't be possible if we weren't both professional wrestlers. Also, she understands this business, um, understands what I'm going through, and um, the shorthand that we've developed as far as uh, like how you feel after a match and what's going on at work, I feel like would be it would be impossible with anyone else. But um, Aww. <laughs> no. Also, to add to his wonderful little tidbit there, um, I also think that it helps to have each other together all the time in this crazy business also because we do come from completely different paths to get to this point. Um, so we're just able to help each other and give each other you know, different standpoints when it comes to pro wrestling. And sometimes we don't obviously agree on everything but that's what makes it cool because we get to pop each other's like he died i can't even talk but at the end of the day first day ideas off each other (laughs) yeah ideas and and point of views about certain things and how things should be or ideas for matches or character development or heel ideas and things like that um and and that's really cool because you have someone that's there to listen and and share in your excitement or or really maybe help you understand something it's just it's it's really nice and also you know at the end of the day like um i know there's a at least one person that's got my back. Yeah. And I've got her front. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. Giggity. Hold on. Oh, my. Slam down. <laughs> I think we're going to wrap up with a couple of fan <laughs> questions here. Uh, and, Kevin, I'm going to jump in front of you because it off of what they just said. How about it? Uh, we have a, one Ke- another Kevin on Facebook uh, just wants to know. He thinks 
you two might be the first husband and wife duo to be the major champions of a promotion. This is true. At the same time, is that true? It is 100% true. That is awesome. I, I believe that is correct. I, I feel like um, there have been some other husband and wife duos, maybe uh, Triple H, Stephanie, but I don't think there are married oh, and right, champions yeah, the, at the same time. Yeah. In, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah right. Yeah. I, I mean, in, in retrospect, they, I think... Or at some point in time, it both held the titles. But I've I've been trying to fact check this on. on I've tried, and, and I think that I think we are the first ever to do so as yeah. married husband and wife. Yeah, that's so cool. All right. Also on Facebook, Mike asks uh, for John: Who wore the fuzzy boots better, Johnny Impact or Tyler Breeze? Ugh. I mean, Tyler Breeze's boots are uh, they're, they're they're fuzzier for sure. <laughs> I mean, uh, they're like fuzzy tassels. Yeah, and um, I I'm not one to, to ever knock fuzziness. I'm a I'm a man that can appreciate another man's. You tights. have many a fur coat, but uh, I mean, luckily for Johnny Impact, my fuzzy boots are attached to my sweet abs. So uh, I'm going to say <laughs> I wore it better. All right, last one here from Zach Overboard on Twitter. He asks. Johnny, did you invent the standing shooting star press? Because the first time he says he saw it was when you did it on Tough Enough. Yes, I invented it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone's invented anything. <laughs> I mean, there's been like a gainer standing gainers in gymnastics uh, for for a long time. But at the time, I uh, I did it on Tough Enough. I thought that I had invented it. Um, whether or not that's true, I don't know. But I haven't heard of anyone doing it before me in wrestling. John, last one for me. Um, Impact Nitro. Morrison, Mundo. Valkyrie. Lo- <laughs> Valkyrie. <laughs> Johnny Valkyrie, yeah. Long list of names. Uh, we've had several of them. What's your favorite by far? Thus far? My favorite name is my next name. <laughs> Johnny, you know, whatever. Johnny T- Champion. Jo- Johnny Taste of Cake. Yeah, Johnny Taste of Cake. I was just about to say. <laughs> Johnny Philadelphia. Johnny Hardcore. Um, it, it's, it's hard. It, it's, it's hard to say. Um, really, I think my favorite Johnny name is probably Johnny Blaze. Johnny Blaze, the, fir- the first one. <laughs> yeah, the first Johnny. Thank you guys so much for coming by and hanging out with us today. This was absolutely awesome. Uh, this uh, this is like a moment for me. I, I'm a mark. Like that's that's what I do. Here. I'm a mark for me too. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, what? Everyone listening, don't forget. Please go to impactwrestling.com. Get those tickets for May third and fourth. Yeah, yeah. Friday not and today. Tomorrow yeah. and Saturday. Yeah, Friday, guys, Saturday. I can't do math. Yeah, it's all math. good. Wrestlers aren't supposed to do math. <laughs> I'm a referee. I should count the three. He's still falling. But I can't count any higher than that. <laughs> so no one ever gets DQ'd on five, just four, and then never stop it. Correct. Yep. Uh, yeah, so impactwrestling.com, May 3rd and 4th at the 2300 Arena right here in Philly. Uh, it's going to be great. Uh, please just go and watch. Support Come hang wrestling. out with us. Woo! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks a lot, guys. This was awesome. Oh, thank you for having Thanks us. Thanks for having us.